Colin Castleberry with you on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Tonight's show, it's all hardwood action as we continue our basketball preview. Now, for anyone tuning in who is like, well, hey, but we have a team playing for a state championship. We absolutely do. Congratulations to the Upperman Bees. Uh, congratulations, of course, uh, to head coach Adam Kane, AD Ross Fanning, and all of those players and more. What I'm trying to point out, though, is... We're going to have an hour-plus pregame show for that on Saturday morning. We'll be carrying the game on 106 Kicks Country and Sports Radio 104.7. So do not worry. Plenty of Upperman content. You're just going to have to hold out until pregame on Saturday morning, starting at around 9 a.m. Central Time. So make sure to tune in for that, of course. But tonight, we will continue our basketball preview going from Cumberland County to DeKalb, Warren, Clay, Monterey, and more all coming up on the program. Presented by or built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, the high school playbook. Here with Colin Castleberry, and what say we start in Smithville? We check in with the DeKalb County Lady Tigers and Tigers on tonight's program. We'll start on the girls' side with Coach Allie talking with her about how the Lady Tigers have fared here early in the season. Coach Allie, couple games under the belt now. We're just past the Thanksgiving holiday when uh, the season really probably starts to kind of kick into high gear how are you feeling so far about the team through these first couple of ball games and post Thanksgiving holiday? And definitely had a slow start on our first game, but our, every time the girls have stepped foot on the court since then has been working on getting better and working on doing it together. Um, you know, I'm feeling really comfortable with where my girls are and how they're wanting to continue to improve and how hard they're working for each other and leaving everything they have on the court. We can only go up. How much easier does it make your job as a coach, and how much more you know fun does it make your job when you've got a group of girls that you feel like wants to get better, wants to work every day, and has shown already in these first couple ball games uh, marked improvement? It's a it makes my job so much easier when you have kids that want to be in a gym versus kids you know you're fighting to get in a gym. I've had a lot of text messages over the weekends of kids saying, hey, let's open it up. Can we do this or that? And they bring up film options and, hey, coach, look at this. What is this going to do? Can we guard it this way? And when they're so involved in their growth, it makes them better players and makes them better people. And it makes my job easier to get to focus on the X's and O's versus how to motivate. And these girls right here have done a great job of motivating each other and themselves and just, you know, fighting in every situation they can a lot of people across the uc love the love the basketball the hardwood seems to really dominate people's minds even on the back half of football season start of baseball and softball it's really all about that hardwood sport who are some names on this team people need to be keeping an eye out for or an ear to the ground for i mean we definitely have some returners that people will recognize we have ella van franken back who's just a whole different mindset about it. And she's been playing really great ball right now. And then um, her sister, Chloe, has been playing really solid for us. Chloe Van Franken is a sophomore this year, so she's had a year under her belt to play. And she was some big minutes for us last year. Um, we've got Avery Ag a junior this year. Um, she's been playing really solid for us. Tess Barton has taken on an offensive role and has been way more upfront with her aggressiveness. And then senior Cam Brandon also is um, 
deciding that she's stepped up to a great leadership position. And then we also have a transfer sophomore who's been getting some solid minutes for us with Allie Milt. Yeah, what as a coach do you do when you do get, you know, those transfers? And, you know, a lot of teams across the UC are, are seeing that, whether it's from outside the UC or maybe, you know, moving from one county to another here across the Upper Cumberland. How do you begin to help uh, somebody like that that you know can can give you significant time, minutes, points, et cetera? How do you kind of begin to integrate them into your system when you do have the level of experience you have coming back? I think it's actually easier to, to integrate them when they have that level of experience because they have somebody that they can be partnered with and watch and that's been there before versus throwing new faces at um, with freshmen and, and trying to all figure it out. So they, there's been people taking her under her wing, but Allie came with us this summer when we had some empty roles to fill and a lot of uncertainty early in the summer. And She's came in and just showed me that she's going to be a fighter. She is a tough-nosed kid, and she is so adaptable. So I've not had to really worry about helping her adapt. It's just been answering questions of what we do. Um, and she fit right into this team. This team has, you know, just kind of enveloped her and acts like she's been here since day one. So for her, it was kind of a easier process than it is for most. But you know, it's just having your seniors be leaders and just make sure that everybody that's new feels welcomed. Coach Alley, you've you've mentioned several times, right? Summer, that off season here, early in the season, some tough ball games you guys have been a part of. How much do those different phases? help you as you head for January, where obviously you guys play a district schedule that is uh, second to none across the state of Tennessee? Um, Our district is definitely a great district. It's going to be a hard-fought battle every night, and it's going to be some of the toughest ball you see around. Um, I think we've kind of set our schedules up to be difficult early on to get us ready to handle some of the teams we see, like there's not a team in our district that is not going to be wanting to fight every game. Um, so we've seen some of the stuff that was hit us early, like PCA has a really, really tall goals, and they're fast and they're very athletic. So we took a loss to PCA this last weekend, but I think it prepared us to handle some of the players that we'll be seeing in our district um, and just keeping my kids upbeat and understanding that this is a growing experience and that everything we do is for being the best we possibly can towards the end of the season. Always want to be playing your best towards the end of the season. That's Coach Allie, the Lady Tigers of DeKalb County High School. We'll talk with Tigers head coach Joey Agee when we come back on the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Back on the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders and we'll stay in Smithville, where we continue to check in at DeKalb County High School, this time with boys head coach Joey Ag on the Tigers and their status early in the season. Coach Ag, how are you feeling so far here early in the season as we get past the Thanksgiving holiday and uh, the regular season really kind of kicks into high gear? Yeah, I mean, we're, uh, you know, I think we're just still working out some kinks as we go, just like most people are early in the year. Uh, had a really good win last night against Cannon County. A uh, really close game, hard-fought game. So proud of the kids for that. We, you know, we scheduled some teams early in the year uh, to challenge us, and it has been a challenge for us early. But um, you know, we got beat by a really good uh, Wilson Central team, and 
we went over and played Providence Christian Academy, and so we've we've played some teams that are that are really good and uh, challenged our kids. And you know, I've told them, you know, we didn't schedule, you know, we're not we weren't scheduling any cupcakes for them, so we wanted them to to be uh, uh, really ready to go when district play starts after Christmas. Where do you feel like this team is is maybe on or ahead of schedule? What are some of the very good things you've seen so far this year? And then what are maybe the one or two major areas you feel like this team has to improve uh, You know, over the next week or two to, to really put themselves on track for that district schedule coming up after Christmas? Yeah, I probably, you know, our effort's been really, really good every day. Um, you know, I, I can't, you know, I really can't complain about the way we've, uh, how hard we've played on night in and night out. Uh, we got to be more efficient on the offensive end, um, just, you know, knowing situations and uh, slowing down a little bit. Uh, sometimes we get a little bit of uh, speed uh, on us and we, we take some bad shots at times. But uh, that's coming with, you know, we got our football kids back, you know, a week later than, uh, you know, a lot of other people did because they made the playoffs and got, you know, two kids that's football kids that are starting for us right now. So, you know, they're, uh, you know, I think they're finally getting their legs back underneath them too. So, uh, you know, like I said, you know, I, I've been pleased with the effort. we got to sure up some things offensively. Our defensive effort was great last night. I was really pleased with the way we played defense last night. That's probably the first time all year that I've been, you know, pleased with their defense. Yeah, you, you started to talk about it right there. A lot of people maybe look at that and look at football coming to basketball and saying, hey, you know, an athlete is an athlete, and on some level they are. But in your opinion, how long does it really take for some of those football guys to get into the rhythm of basketball, the basketball shape that they've got to be in uh, to really help you guys uh, here throughout the next couple months? Yeah, you know, I think it's going – you know, it takes a good – uh, two or three weeks for them to uh, be physically, uh, you know, in basketball shape. I think, you know, a lot of people think, well, they play football all year long, but you know, that's you know, it's just a different kind of shape. It's hard to explain to people about the difference in football and basketball shape, but uh, it's just different. And you know, the kids, you know, kids will be the first one to tell you, like, man, I didn't realize that I was, uh, you know, not in shape, or and I told him you're, you know, you're in, you're in football shape. There's a difference between football shape and basketball shape. But I think probably we're getting to the point now where we're getting uh, a rhythm uh, with us, uh, with the football kids coming back. Um, I think we're probably not where I think we will be eventually with shooting the basketball, and I think that comes with just some more time. But uh, but but they but they uh, have come back and really gave us a lot of energy on the defensive end. Early on in the season, uh, you mentioned several times here your your defense and uh, how you're pri- you are proud so far of your team's defensive effort. Do you feel like this team is going to lean on the defense early, or do you feel like this is more of an offensive team uh, here early on in the season? I think you know. I think we're probably going to be a, a defensive team. Uh, like I said, you know, we struggled a little bit. We gave up 93 points against Wilson Central, scored 77, but gave up 93. Uh, you know, and that was the, our first game. And I just, we just really wasn't pleased with how we stayed in front of people that game. But uh, like, like I said last night, I felt like we did a better job um, of staying in front and just guarding our space and you know 
communicating a little better on that stuff. But I, th- I think defensively is what we're going to try to hang our hat most nights. Uh, obviously, we got some good scores um, that will be uh, that we'll count on. You know, Connor Close is a really good uh, offensive player. Uh, we're you know we're banking on him to to pick up his intensity on the defensive end, and he did last night. Played really well, so. Um, you know, those football kids are, are, are going to be good scorers, too. Uh, like I said, I think their shots just now getting back to where they feel comfortable shooting the basketball. Multi-sport athletes, the name of the game at DeKalb County High School, getting those football players back in basketball shape, back in a basketball mindset, the key for them as they plow through the next about month and district play comes up right after Christmas. Head coach Joey AG DeKalb County Tigers on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. From Smithville to McMinnville, we will go now on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. We stay on the boys' half of high school basketball action and speak with head coach Danny Fish of Warren County, the pioneers so far early in the season. Coach Fish, uh, early in the season here, just getting past the Thanksgiving holiday. How are you feeling about the uh, the old pioneers? I mean, uh, you know, we graduated six seniors last year and uh, got, you know, basically three returning starters off of that team that were younger players, two seniors and one sophomore. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of greenery as far as like experience, uh, you know, but I think that, you know, as far as our players are concerned, we're probably a little bit more athletic than we were last year. We just got to, you know, work through some things uh, experience wise. And I feel like, you know, once, once our younger guys get more experience, game time experience, then they'll they'll start developing a little bit uh, of maturity in their game, and uh, you know, so I'm you know excited to see how the season's going to pan out for these guys. Obviously, losing that many guys and that level of experience can can really hinder any program. But what did having those three returners? those three returning starters, in a sense, back. What does that do for you as a coaching staff? What does that do for you guys as a program, being able to lean on them early as everybody else kind of comes into their own? I mean, you said it there. It gives us a little bit of stability there, you know, and uh, turn to some guys in situations that have kind of been in those moments before to kind of show their leadership of uh, of those moments. And uh, I feel like, you know, between Alex Van Vuren and, Trayton Terry and you know Devin Fish, they, those guys played over 500 minutes last year on that district tournament, district championship team, and uh, played a lot of big minutes. So you know we're kind of leaning on them a little bit early, but you know we've seen a lot of growth, and you know some of our other guys too, and uh, we're just hoping that they can uh, help us get through those moments early. That way, you know some of these guys can pick us up, pick those guys up, you know a little bit later in the season. You brought up a name right there that a lot of people are going to be interested in. Senior, uh, you know, all-around athlete, really uh, put any ball in his hand and he seems to succeed. Alex Van Buren, uh, he suffers an injury there on the football field. He's able to rehabilitate and, and get himself back for one final game for homecoming uh, and for uh, senior night there on the gridiron. But how is Alex feeling now on, as we go to the move to the hardwood floor? Oh, he's doing good. Uh, you know, fractured collarbone, had surgery, and, uh, um, you know, we didn't know how early that he would be available for us, you know, but at the same time, you know, Alex uh, rehabbed extensively and, you know, really hard. I think that he's still kind of getting his legs underneath him a little bit because 
um, you know, there for seven, eight weeks. He's not, you know, doing any type of really heavy physical conditioning, you know, just therapy. But, you know, Alex is, I've never seen Alex be bad at something and he's good at everything that he does. And he's even better leader. You know, we're trying to get him to, to be the voice of our team because he's such a good, he has such good leadership qualities. Um, you know, being the quarterback and then, you know, for baseball, he plays center field for them. And, um, he's really, you know, been a joy to coach over the past two years. And I can't wait to see, you know, how his senior year pans out for him. I'm hoping that, you know, the uh, comeback from the injury will, will be better than it was before. Uh, he's had some really solid games so far and uh, kind of been that guy that if we needed a rebound, he got the rebound. If we needed a shot made, he made the shot, you know, so he's kind of been that guy for us early in the season. Um, but, you know, his experience, he's been playing, you know, he's played in big-time games in baseball, big-time games. You know, there's nothing bigger than playing quarterback on Friday nights, you know, and um, he brings a lot of experience and, you know, a lot of good, you know, wisdom for a kid that's, you know, 18 years old to to share and, you know, mentor, you know, our young guys. So we're very fortunate to have somebody like him on our team, and we just hope that uh, he can stay healthy for the entire season, and uh, hopefully he'll have a, a spectacular year. A couple names we've talked about there that people are going to recognize from years past. Who are some names that maybe people don't know yet or won't recognize but need to keep an eye on or keep an ear to the ground for uh, as we continue through this season? Well, you know, we we played, you know, White County the other night at home and, uh, you know, Keaton Reno, who's a sophomore, 6'2", 6'3", sophomore, that feels like he got a seven-foot wingspan, you know, and he had a really good game against White County, which we think that he can be an emerging star for us, you know, because of his length and his athleticism. I think he had 11 points and, and seven rebounds against White County the other night at home. And that was kind of one of those things where, you know, we're expecting him. We didn't expect to get the points out of him, you know, which he had a really good game offensively. But we expect that kind of production every night on on the boards. And then, you know, Deshaun Adams is another sophomore coming off the bench for us. And, He's really, you know, kind of a banger-type player, slasher-type player, but if you don't guard him on a three-point line, he can knock down a threes. And He had a really good game for us the other night, and he's played really solid through the first three games. Um, you know, and then uh, we got a couple other guys. Aaron Templin is another guy that you'll hear a lot from this year. I mean, he played some minutes for us last year, but he was one of those first or second guards off the bench. But, uh, you know, he's he's really come out and showcased his skills as a, as a knife off guard for us but he can play the one too and uh you know really great defender you know when we need a a solid guard defender you know on our perimeter i mean all three of our guys out there on the on the perimeter can guard but you know at is probably the shiftiest and the longest of the three and he does a really good job at you know not in and not out you know we have a big six foot seven uh post guy chance whitlock who is also a sophomore um, he's one of those guys where as we go along throughout the year, I feel like that he's going to, he's going to start producing a little bit better once he gets adapted to the speed of the game. And, uh, he's a pretty physical kid. And, uh, um, you know, we got a long list of, of guys right there in that sophomore class that, you know, they just need a lot of PT and they need a lot of minutes on the floor. And that's basically what we're using the first half of the season for is we're using the first half of the season to get all these guys some more minutes and some more you know, some more time on the floor. That way we can be ready to go when, you know, our district play starts. Um, you know, throughout our upperclassmen there, we only have like 
six upperclassmen on the whole team. So um, a lot of our younger guys are going to have to uh, try by fire almost. You know, that's, that's what I believe in. There's only one way to figure out where you're at, and that's to get you in the game. So Trial by fire indeed for head coach Danny Fish and his players, as he says. Well, you heard it right there. If I want to find out what you're made of, you got to get in the game. You got to play the game on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. What say we head from McMinnville all the way to Cumberland County and check in with Panthers head coach Neil Caps and the Stone Memorial Boys basketball program, a storied program and also a program not unlike others we've heard from tonight that struggles with getting their football players back onto the court and back in basketball shape. Coach Caps, uh, a couple games under your belt here kind of early in the season. Uh, I always say it doesn't really feel like the season gets going till after you get through the Thanksgiving holiday. We have done that. How do you feel about the team uh, here early on just past the holiday? Well, we're only four games in. You know, we, we've only had our football players for a couple of weeks now. You know, that's including, you know, uh, Thanksgiving break. So we haven't had our guys that long. Uh, but they have been here for all the games, and we're still. I feel that we're, you know, uh, we're right where we're supposed to be uh, about this time. We're still getting chemistry, still felt, you know, learning our sets and plays, and defenses, expectations, you know. So we're still in the process of that. And, and anytime you're doing that, uh, you're going to have, you know, we're going to have to stub our toes some. And and uh, I told the kids yesterday, you know, we're at this point, we, you know, there's no losing. We're either winning or we're learning. And uh, and that's what you want, you know, because uh, you know, good teams like we we're going to try to play is going to reveal warts, and we're going to try to get those warts fixed and and grow from them and get better. And so uh, I, I feel that I feel that we're improving every day, and it just it's it's a long process, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So we're just uh, excited for our upcoming opportunities we have this week to get better. <clears throat> Yeah, a lot of schools across the UC talk about, uh, you know, we're just getting our football players, whether it's because of, you know, Thanksgiving break and they kind of played into that, or even teams that had players play past Thanksgiving, a couple teams like that. But for you, what was the benefit of knowing that your football players, while they weren't necessarily able to be with the team, they're all, or at least most of them, are upperclassmen. They're experienced. They've played. And so you could trust that they were going to walk in and be at maybe 70%, 80% ready before they ever stepped out there for you. Well, that is that is obviously a benefit. You can see that. I, I had uh, four uh, uh, four football players. Three of them were upperclassmen, and they stepped. Right, they came right back in, and they were pretty comfortable in knowing our what we do. And uh, and I had one freshman who played varsity football, and he came back in, and he kind of <clears throat> it was you know he kind of was way behind, you know, and everything's new. He don't know what to look for next. You know, when I tell him experience is something you get just after you needed it. So he's, he's, um, he's, he, he, he's a little bit behind them, obviously, just cause he's never been in the program during season. So he's still learning what we, what we expect, uh, the, the pace we expect. And, and we're not trying to rush him through it or anything. So, but yeah, having an upperclassman always helps cause they, they pretty much know what to expect and what to look for. And, uh, so it, it, the transition is a little bit, a little bit more seamless. Uh, but there's always, you know, you're always going to have those, um, those mishaps or you're going to have those oversights whenever you come back from one sport to the next, uh, just getting accustomed to, to the new, the four, 
the the ball, the the just the environment is all different. But uh, yeah, the having upperclassmen is always a benefit because it makes that transition so much quicker. As a coach, how do you help those guys go from football shape to basketball shape? Right, a lot of people look at it and they go, "Oh, well, I mean, athletes an athlete." Right, if you're in football shape, then you should be able to, and that's true. You should be able to come out and play some level of basketball. But some of the nuances there, how do you, as a coach, help those guys transition from the gridiron to the hardwood? You got to be patient. There is no, you can't just, you know, we had them back for one practice and we went and played our first game. I'm not going to run them to death in practice and next day expect, hey, you should be in full games. But it is different. You know, there's times in basketball where you go up and down for a minute and a half, two minutes without stopping. Football, you go hard for 10 seconds and then, you know, you got the whistle blows and you stop. You get a few minutes, catch a few seconds, catch your breath. And then you go for another eight or nine, ten seconds, and so it is uh, very much a different sport. You know, it's it's uh, football is a collision sport, basketball is a contact sport, and uh, there's times we ask basketball players to take contact and 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 be be a force from the elbow down and from the elbow up to their fingertips. We ask them to be ballerinas and use finesse all while being being physical from the elbow down. And and that takes a while. That's not easy to do to finish a basket even at two feet with somebody hanging on you. So it, it does take a while. And uh, it, and we don't try to, you know, I, I tell the guys that I think our best basketball is going to come hopefully after Christmas sometime, hopefully. You know, when, when everybody's had time together and you, you've had time to get in the shape, you know, we spend a lot of time preseason with the guys on the track running distance running sprints you know and uh, and football guys they they they're they're doing football stuff during that time and that's fine but eventually when they get in shape they'll they'll be fine so it's just you just you, you know you can't force it you can't you can't try to beat them over the head with it because now you're just trying to get them back in basketball shape but they also have to have all the other stuff they have to go with all the, the drills and sets and uh, learning you know, remembering what we do and refreshing what we do offensively, defensively. And a lot of times you can't just sit there and run for 35 minutes or something. So it just takes, it's a, it's a, it's a slow process, but it, it's a, it will eventually take care of itself. Stone Memorial Panthers head coach, Neil Caps, coach Caps, before we let you go, uh, the final question you've talked about, you know, you're either winning or learning right now, guys still kind of figuring out their roles, getting into shape, your best basketball, hopefully coming after Christmas, how does all of that happen? What are the things you've got to learn or what have you learned and where do you have to grow here early in the season? Well, uh, it starts on the defensive end, first and foremost, the defense and rebounding. You can play the, the best defensive uh, possession you've ever played, but if you don't finish that out with a great box out and a two-hand rebound, a forceful rebound, uh, it really doesn't matter. Uh, you, it starts from there. we got to continue to get better uh, guarding the perimeter. Uh, that takes a little pressure off our off our interior uh, when we can guard the perimeter and not let people just dribble by us. You know, uh, defensive rebounds where it starts. Obviously, uh, scoring the basketball. You know, you you can go look at the last five years NCAA basketball men's champions. Um, they led the tournament in offensive efficiency. It wasn't defensive efficiency; it was offensive offense efficiency. So you have to be able to score the basketball to win games. So you know, while we're looking. You you know, obviously on the defensive end is very important, but we also got to make sure that we can execute sets, that we have good flow in our offense, good motion, good movement, good spacing, passing the ball, you know, getting the ball to the open shooter, and just getting 
in executing our stuff at, in the half court at, at the proper times um, and late in the game. Anybody can execute in the first three quarters. How can you execute in the last two minutes of a game? How can, can you execute a set in the last two minutes of a game to get you a bucket and make you efficient in the last two minutes? That is where you know, taking care of the basketball uh, and executing in the in the last part of the game. That's where games are won and lost so many, so often, so often. And that's what, you know, that's our process that we want to get to and want to improve upon as we go throughout the next few weeks and months. Stone Memorial Panthers head coach, Neil Caps on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. From Cumberland County on our way back to Putnam County, we'll stop off on top of the mountain at Monterey speak with head coach Randall Phillips in his first year as the girls coach at Monterey High School. Coach Phillips, uh, obviously, you know, first year there uh, at the helm under under the banner and in the program. How have you kind of felt so far with what little bit of an offseason you had here and then obviously preseason and some early season ball games? Well, we've just we've inherited a, a very young, a very unexperienced team with one senior, two juniors, three sophomores, and seven freshmen, and we're all learning. And the positive thing about this is we're getting better a little bit e- each week. Uh, I know sometimes I don't notice it as well, but a couple of the parents have nudged me as I'm leaving and said, "Hey, we're getting better, coach." You, when you see them every day, you might not realize it, but we are. And we've had a our Hall of Fame games uh, had one game that was close and one game that wasn't so close. In our first regular season game, we went on the road to Sunbright in a hostile environment that was tough. But uh, we're coming home tonight for our first regular season home game, and we're we're super excited tonight and look forward to getting out there and showing our home fans how much better we are than we have been. What have been some of the biggest challenges for you, obviously, uh, with kind of a sped-up calendar, uh, you know, from the time you get hired to to getting to this point uh, where your regular season is really kicking into high gear? Yeah, the off-season was the biggest challenge for us, Um, getting uh, associated with with all the things that I – a head high school basketball coach has to do on with the TWSWA and the rules and the meetings and uh, just raising your criteria from middle school to high school. There was just a lot of busy, non-basketball busy paperwork. That was my biggest frustration. But once we got through that and getting in the gym with the girls was the easiest part. Um, knowing that we were inexperienced and, and we have talent, but we, we haven't any game experience. Uh, these young ladies have sat on the bench for the last couple of years. Monterey graduated seniors last year and had one transfer out. And so basically our lone senior is the only young lady with any experience. Coach Phillips, uh, what has been the thing you feel like this team has been able to lean on early in terms of they're inexperienced and, and everybody's kind of growing and learning together. What's been maybe the strong suit of this team here early on? I think that's exactly what you said is the strong suit. Their willingness to learn, their willingness to uh, commit to, to being better, and uh, they accepted the approach is we're going to be better tomorrow than we were today, and they've bought into that. 
and um, we, we've been fortunate and unfortunate at the same time. We had a couple of young ladies. Our, our, our summer camp games, we had a certain eight that we were playing, and, and we start the regular season with four of them out injured. So we had an opportunity over the last couple of nights to play some freshmen that may have not gotten to playing time this early in the season, and that's got to pay benefits later on down the road. So that's been exciting to me. It's been helpful to them, and it's kept all of the girls kind of hungry and pushing forward to improve that, hey, I will get to play. You know, if, I, if I'm needed, I've, I've got to be ready, and, and I think that, that they're buying into that mentality has helped them. How beneficial is it going to be for you guys with the level of inexperience that you have uh, and trying to get everybody ready? How beneficial is this kind of early season, month, month and a half, to get you ready for come January, a, a district schedule that is absolutely stacked? Yeah, we we have uh, we we're going to we're approaching the the season just like we have everything else. We we went into summer camps with three days of practice. And um, telling the girls, hey, we'll be better come November. And then we went into our preseason scrimmages, and we'll be better in, in December. And, and we're doing the same approach right now where we're playing these games to prepare for January when we hit our district. And, and we've already went out and scouted and watched a couple of our – or three of our district foes already, and, and all three of them – are very strong. We haven't gotten out to see Watertown yet, so that is something on the checklist. We've got to get to get out and see Watertown, but we saw the other three, and they are super, super strong. Head coach Randall Phillips, Lady Wildcats up at Monterey High School. Coach, before we let you go, uh, probably the, the, the most existential question that you'll get asked, uh, you're obviously not just building for a year. You're trying to to rebuild a program, to rebuild a culture. What goes into that for you? What's most important to you uh, when it comes to the culture and the program uh, for your basketball team? Well, we're, we've been – We've already went down into the eighth grade, and uh, I, I even have talked and sat through one of their practices, talked to some of the parents. I've got the names and numbers of the girls from Wilson who's coming to Monterey next year, so we're going to try to have some open gyms and get those girls just building those relationships. You know, a new coach coming, it's a new experience for players, a new experience for parents. And they're not accustomed to seeing the high school coach at a middle school game. So I'm trying to get my face out there, get familiar with the incoming eighth graders that will be coming up there, trying to get the, the ladies into a, a, a system of what we're uh, of how we're going to build into a, a better tomorrow. And it's, it's taking parents some changes for them. It's taking the girls some changes, the practice routines, the things that we're working on to, to be better tomorrow and to build those relationships. And that's, that's kind of what we've been focusing on. Building culture. That is what head coach Randall Phillips is attempting to do with the Lady Wildcats at Monterey High School on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. From Monterey, we head to an all-too-familiar city and opponent for the Lady Wildcats and Wildcats. We talk to and head to Salina 
to check in with the Bulldogs and athletic director slash head coach Rob Edwards. Coach, that's always probably my favorite question to open with uh, when I get a chance to talk to someone in your position, and that is uh, considering all of your athletic director responsibilities throughout a given school year and, and even in the summer, how nice is it to be back to the sport that you actually get to be on the sidelines coaching them up? Well, it's, it's, it's nice. Uh, it's nice to be able to focus on basketball and, and um, you know, all those other issues are still out there. So, uh, and people have my number, so they, they always find me, but, uh, but it is nice to focus on my guys and, and, uh, and our opponents and, and get ready to, to play some basketball games. Yeah. How, how do you balance that? I know that obviously the, the phone calls and the texts and the, the inquiries don't end for you in that capacity. So how do you balance uh, those responsibilities with obviously making sure that you dedicate uh, enough time and energy to your team and your guys. Well, yeah, I just do. I just do what everybody else does. You know, I just do the best I can and day by day and, and phone call by phone call. And, uh, you know, we, we handle each situation as they come along and, you know, we just hope that, uh, hope that they don't come along at the uh, round tip off time. Well, Coach, let's talk tip-off. Let's talk about the team and the guys here early in the season, a couple contests under your belt. How do you feel about this Bulldogs club this year? Well, we have five new starters, um, as you know, and uh, you know, when anytime that happens, you're going to go through some growing pains. Um, that's kind of what we're, what we're experiencing right now. Um, made a couple rounds in the football playoffs, so kind of put us behind as far as practice time. Um, but we're catching up, you know, one day at a time and uh, one game and one practice at a time and just trying to get these guys to, to understand that, um, you know, they're the guys now that have to make the plays. So uh, no, nobody else there to rely on. So we're counting on those guys to, to get the job done and um, just the learning experience for them. And just one of those things that hopefully, you know, we grow uh, day by day and week by week. And uh, come January when we're in conference schedule, uh, we'll, we'll be playing pretty good, maybe. Yeah, how do you go about sort of, I don't want to say reinventing the wheel necessarily, but when you have five new starters, how do you as a coach go about making sure you put them in the best position possible and maybe making some adjustments uh, that that give them a chance to be in the best position possible with their talents and their attributes? Well, you know, it's growing pains for our coaching staff and myself as well you know we have to figure that out and uh, you know we had the summer to figure some of that out and we did it felt like we had a we had a good summer and had a good idea coming in on who we can rely on and and you know where we can put the guys to be successful and, uh but you know when regular season games are a whole lot different than uh, summer games you know uh the popcorn's popping and there's people in the stands so uh things change and and we have to adapt to that. And, and as coaching staff, you know, we have to figure that out ourselves. So there's growing pains for us as well. We're going to make mistakes. And just like I, I tell my guys, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to call a, a bad set at some point. I'm going to have a wrong defense in there. I'm going to have a, a bad lineup in at some point. So, uh, you know, we all make mistakes and we all go through it together. And just a learned experience for all of us. And like I said, hopefully by January, you know, we've, we've figured out all the, all the kinks and, and got those out of the way and, and we're ready to play some conference games. What are some areas where you feel like this team 
uh, is already maybe on schedule or, or ahead of schedule and then some areas where you feel like early in the season we've got to get uh, that cleaned up or this improved uh, as quickly as possible? Well, I think, you know, I mean, offensively, we're a really skilled group. I think this group is probably more offensively skilled than last year's team. Um, on the other end of the floor, though, is where we've got to uh, we've got to pick it up a little bit. Just uh, paying attention to detail and, and doing the little things, you know, good closeouts and and, and boxing out and communication uh, is is really big things that we that we really preach a lot. And and those are things that these guys just not doing very well, to be honest with you, right now. And and again, that that falls back on uh, on me. And uh, you know, I just have to emphasize those things each day. And and they're going to pick it up. They're going to pick it up eventually. They're just, uh, you know, it's a it's a high basketball IQ group. Uh, uh, they, they're hard workers, and and they're going to they're going to get it. And uh, hopefully, we can make a little run at the end of the season. A team more than capable of making that run: the Salina Clay County Bulldogs. Head coach Rob Edwards, athletic director Rob Edwards, on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Back on the high school playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Colin Castleberry with you as always. Thank you to each and every one of our guests and coaches here tonight. If you missed any part of tonight's show, make sure to go check it out on ucsportsnation.com. You can also find it on the UC Sports Nation Facebook page and uh, on our Twitter as well, UC Sports Nation. I want to remind everyone as well, if you... uh, Tuned in tonight, hoping to hear from the Upperman Bees, who will play in a state championship on the gridiron Saturday morning. Listen, there will be plenty of Upperman content. It just wasn't on tonight's show. We are saving up tons of cool interviews, insider stories, all that and more for Saturday morning. Beginning at 9 a.m., we will do a full one-hour pregame leading up to kickoff at around 10 a.m. on Saturday morning Central Time as the Bees take on Pearl Cone for a state championship, the first football state championship played for in the history of Putnam County. We are so proud, and congratulations to head coach Adam Kane, A.D. Ross Fanning, the entire staff, and all of the players at Upper Mid High School. Again, 9 a.m. pregame start, 10 a.m. kickoff. Saturday morning on 106 Kicks Country and Sports Radio 104.7. Make sure to tune in for that. For tonight, though, for all of our guests, thank you. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Colin Castleberry. This has been the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders.